Hi and welcome to Is It Dad Rocket. I'm Martin and with me as always is the one and only Stevie P. Hello Marty Insane. I brought a guest with me today. His name is Sam. Sam, say hi. Hi. Sam is a long time <laughs> listener of the podcast and rumour has it is his only goal in life is to be a guest on the show. So who are we to stand in the way of that? Something like that, yeah. Thanks for the enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, how many episodes have you listened to? Uh, I've listened to most of them. Uh, I have actually listened to, well, I don't know, most of them, barring the odd one, I think. Well, that's that's not good enough. You have Sorry. To, so, <laughs> no longer on the show. Yeah. Now, I, I was wondering, actually, here's a, good, here's a question for you. Do you listen to the albums that you like, or do you just listen to episodes? You just listen to anything? Well, interestingly enough, I think there's a lot of the last recent ones, actually, um, have been bands that I've never heard of. And I, th- I thought to myself, at first, I'm a bit like, you know, in all honesty, shall I listen to it because I've never heard of them? But then I have, and then I've discovered some of the bands and thought, oh, that's quite interesting. But obviously, Classic like Rage Dad Rock Machine and, and all those ones I've listened to. Well, that's like enough not. about you, Sam. 100%. So, before we get into the episode, uh, I just wanted to talk about some things that have been in the news just quite recently. So, actually... Um, this will be two weeks from when we release this, but Panic at the Disco have broken up. They're no longer a band. What do you think about that? What are your first thoughts when I say Panic at the Disco have broken up? They've split up. Well, my first thoughts are, are Panic at the Disco still a band? And also, who is in Panic at the Disco? So it's just, uh, what's his face? Um, I can't remember Brand- his name. Brandon. It's Brandon Urie, isn't it? Brandon Urie. Was it Brendan? Yeah, so look- Brandon. I- it's wrong. one of those two. I looked it up last night because I was like, I'm pretty sure Panic of the Disco is just a solo artist now. And yeah, on Wikipedia it said from like 2015 or 2016, it was just Brendan or Brandon up until 2023. But then I looked at the, I actually read the statement and it was like, there was nothing about the band splitting up. It was just Panic of the Disco is no, lo- no longer a thing, I, you know. We didn't. We, well, we tried not to um, put it out into the open this, this this soon, but you know, words got around, so we're letting everyone know that Panic at the Disco is no more. It wasn't like we split up. It was like we're going to tell you because we are, I guess, a team of people that work for and with Panic at the Disco. So you've got like Brendan or Brandon. Whatever it's his Brendan. Name is. I googled it. It's Brendan. So Brendan, he is Panic at the Disco, but then you've got like his management staff. You probably got like his, you know, live. I don't know how did that. Uh, <laughs> his his live musicians. Uh, you have probably got like his lighting crew. Well, his, his, his crew, yeah, his crew, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's what I think it's uh, referring to. But yeah, for some reason, all the kind of like music media places are sort of saying Panic of a Disco have broken up. Well, it's it's clickbait, but also I suppose it's like at what point? Imagine if we were a band and like I quit and then Sam quit. Would you be like? Uh, I'll just carry on. I feel like most people would be like, well, you know, let's call it a day and move on. But I suppose it just, we've said it before, where the band becomes the brand. And it's like, Panic is the brand. That is who they are. And it's like, as long as it's Brendan's there, probably people don't give two fucks who's on drums. Let's be, let's be real, you know what I mean? Brendan is the fucking Panic, so... But yeah, I don't know if you've got any thoughts, Sam. Did, is this breaking news? Did you know about this? To be honest, I don't know if it's because I'm a, a bit older or what, but I never really understood that band, um, or if they were a band. Um, I kind of there was always a girl in our group of friends who listened to Panic at the Disco, and it was always a girl. And I don't know whether it was that sort of. It wasn't anything like I would listen to. It's just ah, oh, so so you're a misogynist. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But it, it always seemed to be the case. There was always like a girl that listened to like My Chemical Romance, and like you know we were into that. Or I think it was just an age as well. I think it was my age group because I'm like I was born in 1983, which makes me sort of old. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree with that because like Panic at the Disco. Uh, I guess they were a band for teenagers, and I think mm. if you was of a certain age, you probably didn't like Panic at the Disco because they weren't your cup of cup of tea. You'd probably outgrown that style of music. And I'm not saying it was a bad album. Well, I'm not saying they were a bad band. I had that first album, and I thought it was really good. But you kind of look back and think, would I have liked this now? Or yeah, it's very of the time. And it was like yeah, yeah. Um, one of the sort of breakthrough sort of emo bands as well, weren't they? So, and if you're not really into emo. 
Yeah, what you were saying about the brand, though, I find it interesting because I know that, um, you know, the band Him, um, Villa Vallo, or whatever his name is, has now gone on on his own. When But when I hear him, I just see him, <laughs> like the guy. Like, so I don't know why he's gone off on his own. He could have just gone I mean, off. It still... depends on who owns the rights, though, so he might not be well, able yeah, to trade, yeah. so to speak, under the, the, the sort of name of Him. Yeah, but I, just, found, I, I think found that interesting. The, yeah, the music industry is a huge amount of contracts, I imagine, isn't it? And lo- legal sort of loopholes and jargon that we never, as general listeners, never ever find out about. There's all sorts well, of yeah. embargoes or some stuff like that. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. But, yeah. Mm. And then it was a big day for band splitting up because as I was scrolling through my news feed on Instagram, I also saw that, um, I also saw that Blood Youth split up yesterday as well. Not huge on who blew you far but I, I thought well that's a good bit of a coincidence two bands split up in one day and last week in in the last episode we didn't have any news whatsoever to talk about and now mm. we've got loads of news i know <laughs> there's something about pantera as well steve i was about to say that yeah have you heard pantera have been kicked off it's uh rock and ring and is it rock it's like rock and ring and rock him somewhat or other so two festivals in germany yeah. I, I purp- like, you told me about it and I purposely didn't look into it and I thought I'm just going to find out what the reason is through you and react so this is a real reaction I can guess what the reason probably is it's probably so- due to something that Phil said in the past I would have thought but yeah so it, might be the, it was at the Dime Bash when Phil was doing the Nazi salute and um, uh, shouting white that'll power, do it yeah that'll which, do it yeah, yeah. you know he claimed it was about white wine but obviously that's not true but they got put onto these festivals which are obviously in Germany um, and it's Nuremberg. I think one of them is held in Nuremberg, and the local council has sort of been like, mm, no, we can't have this band playing in Nuremberg. Are you fucking kidding me? So they've um, they kind of... I think they've had a few talks about it. They've had some uh, calls about it. I think it was like the Green Party in Germany who first raised it, and yeah, they've been kicked off, kicked off for festivals, and it's all down to 2016, Phil being a massive racist. Yeah. I think fair, fair play to him, to be fair. Yeah, no, I, but I, what I do for, think for is Rock like, and Ring, why... obviously not 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 Pantera, obviously. What what is it, Rock and Ring, and what's the other one? I think it's it's I think it's Rock in Ring or something like that. Let's oh. have a look. Obviously, we'll cut this bit out. Oh, so it's it's rock, it's rock and Rim. Uh, sorry, Rock and Rim. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, are you are you on Pornhub now, or what are you doing? What are you searching? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah, rock so I got ring. distracted. So it's Rock Am Ring and Rock Impact. So uh, I did think it was Rock Impact, and then I thought, well, no, because I'm getting confused with Rock in the Park. But is that just T in the Park? I don't know. I'm confused myself. Anyway, why did the why did they get booked to begin with anyway in Nuremberg? I guess I guess the people booking the show just didn't really think about it. I mean, if you if you can you know bag Pan- Pantera for your gig you know what I mean I think there was a lot of you you don't buy Pantera you rent Pantera (laughs) yeah yeah I think with Pantera as well like coming back together there's a lot of controversy because obviously Pantera is Dimebag and you know and and the the drummer is brother but it kind of like yeah but um, apparently it's been positive all the gigs that have been playing has been positive and Zach Wilde's been like killing it on guitar and it's been positive but obviously you know, there's still a stigma attached to it, isn't there? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of biased in the fact that I never really liked Pantera to begin with, so... Oh, uh, well, I'm, yeah. I'm indifferent. Yeah, so. I don't care about them. No. Yeah, I don't care about Pantera. Don't care about Zach Wilde. <laughs> don't care about whoever's playing drums. But, yeah, I just... I thought it was interesting that they were booked on and then, and then kicked off. But then I saw something on, like, a download Facebook page where it was like, well, I guess they're not going to be playing download then. <laughs> Well, that's another thing, isn't it? Because if one kicks them off, then then it shows precedence, and other people will start getting on that sort of. I don't want to say bandwagon because I feel like they are being kind of been punished for the right reasons. Um, and but yeah, other pe- other shows might get on the the jump on it and go. Actually, we're going to start cancelling you all. So fair enough. We'll see what happens. So do you do you guys want to move on from racism to homophobia? Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> we want to cover everything. Um, so the other thing in the news this week has been the 50th anniversary of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, um, which they've re sort of redone the logo and incorporated the 50, and then with the the is it like a prism reflection light, isn't it? Like light reflection or something that creates well, it's a rainbow, the rainbow, isn't it? Yeah, it creates the rainbow. That's the idea of it. Um, and 
people are getting up in arms about it on Twitter and things like that, saying that it's, you know, the sort of the pride flag being incorporated into this and why they're so woke and everything like that. But obviously these people aren't realising that it's just a, a reimagining of their original logo with that rainbow. Because it is, it's, it's, is it the light refraction or something? That's what the idea of the actual logo is or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's going through a prism, isn't it? So yeah. it's, refracting, it's refracting the light. And obviously there's a rainbow on the original album cover. The rainbow, it's not even more prominent. It's just in the zero now. And then I, to me, like, I was thinking, is this even real? Is it just someone that's made a fake story because it's funny? Like, all these boomers are getting pissed off because Pink Floyd have gone work. That's, you know, but they didn't realise there was a rainbow on the album cover originally. Yeah, I think it's that. I think, to be fair, you go on Twitter, you, and I think we said it before, if you go on Twitter, you can find someone with a ridiculous view. So you're going to find a couple of people. And the, the articles that I've seen all quote the same, like the same tweets. So there's probably a handful, realistically. Um, but yeah, whether they're doing it for a joke or what. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think they are. I really don't. No, I, 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 no I mean, was, was the whole article just a joke someone made up? Like, like it never actually happened. Or did it happen? And these people are just absolutely fucking stupid. Trigger, trigger happy. I think is the, yes. uh, the right term, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Trolls. And that is all the news for this week, guys. But I've got a question for you. I hope this is you know easy for you to, to answer. But I want to know if you think, or uh, what bands can you think of that have got like a solid catalogue from start to finish? All albums are full of absolute banger songs and you don't skip any of them. Can you name one band? I can. Go on then. Uh, well, I say that now, but I suppose it's like if the closest to it, I think, is Rage Against the Machine. And I've got another one that's kind of... The other one would be uh, Alkaline Trio. However, I haven't really listened to I mean, their first album. So I can't really comment, but all the albums that I've got, I've listened to, they've all got absolutely, you know, absolutely fantastic songs. Whether they're every hundred percent nailed on bangers, I, I don't know. And even we rage the cover album, the uh, Renegades album, whatever it's called. Um, I'm a little bit not sure about that one, you know, because the things like Ghost of Tom Jordan, things like that, that I, I would skip. So, but Rage is the closest. Yeah, I said Rage. I had a look at Alkaline Trio, but then again, yeah, I was like, oh, Good Morning. It's no, not Good Morning. Sorry, the first album. God damn it. I thought, you know, it's got some good songs, but they're not all great. I thought Alexis on Fire is a good candidate, but then at the same time, they do have some skippable songs on like Crisis uh, and what's that? Oh, see, I think Crisis has got all good songs. I used to uh, cook, uh, what is it? Uh, not Rough Hands. What was the one? One of the songs. I think it's Rough Hands, maybe. I used Boiled to Frogs. <laughs> I like Boiled Frogs. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's Rough what... Hands. Yeah, I used to skip it, but I actually quite like it now. But yeah. Yeah, and then there's there's some kind of skippable songs on Old Crow's Young Cardinals. But at the same time, they are all good songs. So I thought, oh, well, Alexis is a candidate. And for me, uh, Finch. But I, I think that might be a, a like a... A nostalgia thing because what it is to burn such a great album i didn't like say say hello to sunshine when that came out but now when i listen to it i think it's brilliant and then they've got back to oblivion which released you know 10 years or whatever after say hello to say hello to sunshine which goes back to the roots of what it is to burn but again it's like am i looking at it with rose tinted glasses because i i loved what it is to burn when i was a kid so yeah i found it really difficult to answer that one sam what well, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I I sort of had a good think about this, but I kind of maybe got the question wrong because <laughs> I wasn't picking specific albums. I was picking duration of, like, a band's, you know, how long they've been going and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, first, that's the question. Yeah, oh, so, right, like, yeah, yeah, their that's entire right. catalogue, who's got, so, like, literally in, fantastic songs. Well, to me, even though, like, I don't necessarily listen to them all the time, I would say Slipknot. Uh, is my personal one only because I can go from the first album maybe not listen to like I think it's the third one or the first fourth one as much but even the new ones I can listen to all the way through but um I don't know my personal like my two personal favorite albums are Make Yourself by Incubus and The Real Thing by Faith No More because I can listen to them right the way through 
and I've never skipped a track ever since I first discovered those albums. And I can go back now and still do exactly the same. But the, both those bands have really crap albums as well. So it's, it's really, <laughs> it's really, it's really hard. Like, you know, but yeah, for me, I'll probably just say Slipknot because it's the, it's the length that they've been together. Yeah, I mean, I think Rage Against the Machine for me is probably the only one um, where they've got, like, I could listen to Rage Against the Machine all the way through to Renegades without skipping a track. I could probably do the same with Finch, I could probably do the same with Alexis, and I could probably do the same with Alkaline Trio. But, like, if I really, really had to think about it and say, would I actually skip maybe one or two tracks in their whole catalogue, the answer is probably yeah. But not Rage. Episode 31, Corn Issues from the Year 1999, as chosen by our guest Sam. Sam, why did you choose this album? Right, because this album um, was the first album that I got obsessed about before it was released. I know that sounds really strange, but when I was at at school, uh, I got given a tape, and it was uh, Follow the Leader, and um, I loved that album, like, you know, to death, and I discovered corn and i went back and listened to the first two albums and i think it was like it got to late 99 when the album i think it was was it late 99 or mid mid to late 99 that it was just about to come out and some tickets went on sale for a concert which was at manchester apollo and that was going to be my first ever gig so i got issues and i was like wow you know I, i listened to it and then I went to the concert, and it was my first ever gig, and it was it just blew me away. And I think that's where it all started, really. I got um, obsessed by Corn over a tape of <laughs> Follow the Leader. <laughs> so, yeah. It was November 1999, so you're right, it was late 1999. Yes, no, November 1999. So I knew it was something like that. But I think um, I'd seen an episode of South Park, and it had Follow the Leader on it, and it was the first time I'd heard that song. And I was just like, wow, that's that was brilliant. And then I'd heard another song, which wasn't so good, on um, a rock sound CD. So then I bought the tickets. Which I, I mean, that's a pretty good first band to go see as well, really. I mean, I know, Mine and, and Steve, P- Mine and Steve P- was P-O-D 100 well. Reasons. Yeah, well, that's Slightly, good, slightly yeah. different. But yeah, they were supported by P.O.D. as well, so it's kind of like a double whammy. So it was uh, a good gig. That's sweet. Uh, Martin, did, did you ever listen to Issues? No. Um, I remember the video for Make Me Bad, and that kind of had like an alien in it or something, didn't it? It was quite a high budget video, um, but yeah, no, I had follow the follow the leader, and I think I had the first album as well, and that's it. That's my delving into Corn, and that was kind of that that was final. The last thing that they released in my head is Untouchables, <laughs> which was yeah. literally like twenty two <laughs> years ago or something. <laughs> Yeah, I, I never listened to Issues until uh, we decided we were going to do this episode. But I'd listened to the Corn self-titled album, I'd listened to Follow the Leader, and, and that was pretty much it. So I was quite surprised when I... Cause actually, that's that's a lie. I listened to Life is Peachy, like, you know, about five, ten years ago. And I was like, oh, I'm not into this at all. So I wasn't looking forward to listening to Issues, but actually putting it on when the first song came, and I was like, oh, this is, this is pretty sick, actually. Cool, so moving on to the... Right, so moving on to the actual quiz then, Sam. I hope you've been uh, listening to Corn. I hope you've been reading up about them. I'm sure you have. So, first <laughs> question, name the band members. Bonus point. Oh, yeah. First question, name the band members and what they're doing on the album. But also, bonus point, if you can give us the real names of the some of the guys as well. I right, almost okay. told you the name of the people that I want you to give <laughs> yeah. the full names on. I nearly okay. did. <laughs> so, right, obviously, Jonathan Davis, he's the singer, but it obviously plays bagpipes as well. But I think, right. from my memory, serves me well. He did some sort of programming or production or help or something he did on, on the album because I know there's like there's quite a lot of tracks on it which aren't actually songs. And I think he helped do some sort of like, I don't know, synths or some, something. But then, obviously, you've got. Um, Head, uh, who plays guitar. You got Monkey. Do you want me to? I mean, I can say the full names whilst I'm saying it. So yeah, yeah. Time, if you if want to do that. So the Monkey's. I think he's called James Schaefer. Um, and then Head is Brian Welsh. And then Fieldy. Uh, it's like a weird name. It's like um, oh, oh, I've forgotten now. Reg. It's like Reginald Arvisu or something like that. And then yeah. there's David David Silvera, 
um, obviously plays drums. Oh, so, <laughs> Fieldy plays bass, and Head and Monkey play guitar. Well done, know, Sam. I don't know whether they do anything else. <laughs> that that is some that is some good knowledge because not only did you know it was Fieldy, Head, and Monkey, you also knew their real names. And yeah, Reginald Arvizu. I think Arvizu must be like Spanish or something like that. Mm. Um, I do also know why the the nicknames are given to him, but I don't know whether that's just like hearsay or what. Well, but let's I, hear it. Well, let's head, hear it. head, let's head really liked to give blowjobs, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But no, apparently he just used to get picked on because he had a really big head. Like, as <laughs> simple as that. And then Monk, oh, I'm not sure about Monkey, but if you look at him, I mean, without sounding too offensive, he does look a bit like a monkey. It's a bit harsh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I don't know. There's maybe more to it than that. And then Fieldy, it's like a really long, I watched it on a home video, it's like a really long-winded... Um, wait like the reason he's called field he starts off from something really unrelated to what it is and then ends up being called fieldy so i don't ask i know it's just long-winded uh yeah i just only ran through a field naked once oh really yeah. no someone asked <laughs> him what's the what's the worst thing you've ever done and uh, he said oh, i'll run through a cornfield so all uh, right I, I did I, did, I think it's got something to do with garfield but that's that's all i can that's all i know oh he think, really likes lasagna <laughs> yeah, yeah really the likes um lasagna. thing is you know when you said about heads just having a big head what would your yeah. mate steve that you used to what was it you used to live with a guy called was it dan or whatever what was the geordie guy that you used to live with his mate was called face because he had a big face <laughs> can you remember <laughs> yeah 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 was it house party and he's like oh what's your name he's like face and I'm like, why are you called face? Because my face is really massive. And I was like, oh my God, it is. <laughs> so, Again, like they might not be actually right, but that's why, uh, you know, that's what I got, got from them. So as well, just to sort of add on there, so vocals, bagpipes, and then he does like drums and programming and stuff like that. So he does additional drums to Jonathan Davis, like you say. So you were right yeah, on that yeah. as well. So well done. Brilliant. Okay, number two, why were they called corn? Oh, why are weird... they called corn, should I say? That's a weird one. Um, and I don't, I mean, I don't know why it's spelt with a K, but it's, I think it was like, a, they just wanted a, like a different name. I don't know, something like that. But I know they got the R, the backward R. They actually got that from Toys R Us. Because I think some of them used to work at Toys R Us. Or I, I'd read that somewhere like ages ago, but I think. I like it and I choose thing, to believe it. I don't it know whether sense. the corn thing. Exactly. But I don't think it's, there's a deep, meaningful reason why they called themselves corn. But they've, they've, they used to be in other bands and stuff, so. It kind of evolved. Yeah, I heard that they they were just like, oh, we should just call ourselves something stupid like, you know, corn, because it's all about the music. Yeah, yeah, basically. But then, you know, because I guess it was so good, uh, and you know, like such a genre-defining band that... that Got away with it. <laughs> well, corn became a brand in itself, didn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, they, You know, yeah. So to add on to that as well, the re- apparently, so apparently Jonathan Davis said on a <coughs> podcast or something that I was reading, and again, I'm going to choose to believe it, he was at a house party and two people were talking about felching, which is where you, like, suck semen out of someone's bum. Um, <laughs> so apparently someone was doing it to someone. This was like They weren't doing it there at the party or anything, but they were talking about what happened, and one of them was doing it to someone, and they, like, shat in the face, and they had corn on the face. And he was like, that's where the name, like, there was like, we should call ourselves Corn because of that. <laughs> Apparently, Jonathan Davis said it. So, and again, okay, I'm choosing right, to believe yeah. it. I choose right, to believe yeah. that one. Definitely yeah, true. Okay, we'll take that. Okay. So, what is Jonathan Davis's nickname? Oh, I should know that, but I don't know whether I do. I don't know. I don't, you'll tell me and I'll go, oh, yeah. But I, no, I don't know that one. It's Johnny, isn't it? Or is it John no, D? No. <laughs> Martin's made it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's either JD or J Devil. But I feel like uh, I feel like because you've got Fieldy, Head and Monkey, they were just kind of like, oh, John, yeah, we'll give you a nickname. Like, we'll, we'll call you, you know, JD. And then he's like, oh, that's not as cool as you guys. Call me J Devil. It's definitely a self-proclaimed name, isn't it? That's something yeah, that I would yeah. try and say. Yeah. <laughs> just call me M Devil. <laughs> uh, you're mighty insane. Oh, that's true. Okay, um, where are corn from? Uh, uh, Baker's. Well, actually, I think that some of them are from Bakersfield, and then some of them are from somewhere else. But I can't think. Generally, they're from Bakersfield. Though. I think that's where they used to tour and stuff. <clears throat> that is correct. We've just got Bakersfield. I, I always thought they was all from Bakersfield, but 
isn't it weird how everyone seems to know that corner from Bakersfield? Do they yeah. proclaim it a lot? I don't know. Uh, I think they did back. In, I mean, I used, probably used to fanboy him when I was younger. I used well, I mean, to we all know, like, years, you know, Limp Biscuit. Fred Durst is a redneck fucker from Jacksonville, so we all know that, don't we? Well, yeah, yeah, Florida. So maybe but, yeah, yeah, he does that a lot. I mean, I <laughs> don't think I've ever from heard Bakersfield. John- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't think I've ever heard Jonathan Davis being like Bakersfield represent. Yeah, maybe. But but it's like Slipknot, isn't it? Like Iowa, like it's just. Weird, I mean, they did have an know, album but... called Iowa, which helped. <laughs> that gave it away, but yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so what were the singles from the album? Um, so the first one is "Follow the Leader," and the second follow one the is leader? not "Follow the Leader." That's I meant "Falling Away from Me." Is it "Falling Away from Me"? Falling away from me. Then it's make me bad. No, that is correct. Yeah, falling away from me. Uh, chart positions. UK it got to number twenty-four. I was quite surprised by that, to be honest. Mm. Uh, make me bad. Chat position 25, so again, really good. Like, back being in school, and the kids who you was in school with and they'd buy music, no one in our school, other than, like, the, the you know, 10% of, people, of the kids, yeah. would be listening or buying any, uh, listening to or buying any con CDs. Oh, yeah, so same in my school, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And I actually read online today that, um, so the album, Issues, it charted, at the, like, on Billboard in the US at number one. And it actually stopped Dr. Dre from getting the number one for his 2001 it, album. It did, yeah. yeah. And I, I read it wasn't just, just Dr. Dre's. It was like when Celine Dion was massive as well. And I think her album was on there as well and it knocked that off. I think it might yeah. have been a Christmas album as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you're like, bloody hell, that, is, that, like, that just shows like, how big of a band they are. Or mm. they were, sorry. Yeah. I, I can't imagine well, they would knock Dr. Dre off the number one spot now. But also I can't imagine Dr. Dre having a number one right now. No, well, they, um, they're coming off the back of Follow the Leader as well, aren't they, really? So hmm. I, that was a, a big, big sort of album. So I'm guessing follow-up to that, it's got a lot of interest already, regardless of what it sounds like. So hmm. Yeah, and it was like, what, a year between them? Hmm. Um, the, the ironic thing about that knocking Dr. Dre's um, album off as well is they were, hi- I know it sounds really random to say, but they were highly influenced by, you know, rap of like, you know, LA rap and stuff. And I know Fieldy especially, like, just need to look at how he dresses. He thinks he's a, a rapper, but, well, he even tried to be a rapper at one point. But um, they, like, all his bass lines and things that he's, like, put in his 10 cents has, has all come from listening to hip hop. So, I mean, take that from what you what you want, but that's, uh, it's when you listen to him, you think, no, they're not influenced by hip hop. <laughs> oh, no, I think you can definitely hear it. Like, oh, yeah. But, yeah. I d- I feel this bass sound I should have mentioned just earlier but it's just like it is iconic isn't it who else has a, a bass sound like that <laughs> I mean I'll be honest yeah, I, I don't like it but it's iconic oh, what? but yeah it's not nah I think I think the thing is as well, like it's it's you can't hear it anywhere else, and and if you have heard it, it's from like a band that's come after that's yeah, tried yeah. tried to repli- replicate it, and like I'm being a bass player myself, I've tried to replicate it just by like record like putting a microphone next to the strings, you know, just things like that. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's funny because I read a guitar forum, um, and it <laughs> I can't remember what it said. It sounded it his bass sound is described as. Um, the sound of throwing tic tacs down a stairwell, and I just found that really <laughs> funny. I, I, I was just like laughing to myself, raging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay, next question. How did Khan premiere the single Falling Away from Me? I've already told you, Martin. It was on. It was on a, an episode of South Park. It was a, a weird Halloween special, I think it was. Yeah, it was Corn's groovy pirate ghost mystery. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That that was. A, <laughs> I I didn't think it was a real song. Like I thought it was Trey Parker and Matt Stone just like being like, oh, we'll just you know we'll write a song that sounds like Corn. I didn't realise it was Corn until mm. uh, I like looked it up. 
Next question. You've already answered this one, so I'll just tell you. Who supported Corn in their UK leg of the Sick and Twisted Tour? Pod uh, or P.O.D.? P.O.D. Uh, and the interesting thing was as well that um, during that tour, uh, the drummer injured himself. So the drummer from Faith No More played instead, which was quite good because I loved Faith No More as well. I always find that fucking mental, you know, when they're like, oh, I'll just support for you. I think we went to go watch, was it Bring Me The Horizon, Steve, an architect's drummer. I'm pretty certain did his set and then came back on and did the Bring Me The Horizon because he'd like broke his arm or leg or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the drummer from Boom Me Rising came on with a cast on his arm to do the... Um, I can't remember what song it is, but it's the one where they sing about being drunk. Oh, that's cool. Party till you pass out. Mm. Piss till you're dead or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the words. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's quite funny, because when we read these questions, I think you wrote that one, didn't you, Steve? It's like, we were definitely not expecting you to be like, oh, I went to it. You are like, oh, right, well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did, and, and I showed... A photograph. I don't know where it's gone now. Uh, my issues, doll, that you can't see. I was going to say this is I really great this. for an audio podcast. Yeah, I know. European tour. <laughs> well, 2000. What Sam's showing is a seven-foot corn doll. <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> yeah. it's made. I've looked after it's got that. A strap on dildo on it. It has. Yeah, yeah. But no, I've looked after that, and uh, it's a bit haggard now. But is that from? Is that from 1999? Yes, that's. Well, it's actually 2000 that the tour was European tour 2000. Can't remember what what part of the year it was, but. Nah, it's yeah, cool, it's, man. It was good. I remember those issues dolls being quite prevalent in the uh, in the old Mosher aesthetic. Oh yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. Okay, right. Next question: How many studio albums have Corn released to date? That's interesting. There's quite a lot. Is there something like oh, I don't, I'm? I'm, I'm just going to go with thirteen, but I'm. Probably way off because I'm not very good at maths, but <laughs> very close. It's fourteen. Ah, uh, right. There's obviously yeah. one in there that I'm not bothered about. <laughs> yeah. Next question. <laughs> Name them all. I'm joking. <laughs> I tell you what. I'll tell you which ones. I'll I'll name them, and you can tell you can tell us which one you forgot about. So, corn. <laughs> Life is peachy. Fall of a leader. You've mentioned that one quite a few times. So. Clearly didn't forget that one. Issues, Untouchables, Take a Look in the Mirror, See You on the Other Side, Untitled Album. It might have been that one. Uh, Corn Free, Remember Who You Are, The Path to Totality, The Paradigm Shift, The Serenity of Suffering, The Nothing, and Requiem. Right, yeah. So, well, like Martin said, actually, when Untouchables released, I went to see them again. They were doing an arena tour, and it was really good and stuff. And then after that, I think a lot of them were getting some... I think Jonathan Davis had stopped drinking, but a, a few of them were getting a bit, like, pr- getting some problems with, like, drinking and all sorts. And I think Head left. And at the point when Head left, I stopped listening to him. Not intentionally. Um, I just did. And then... I tried to listen to him again when it was just Monkey and I watched some live videos and it just wasn't the same. They got the guitarist Wes from Head P or Head P, whatever you call him. Um to pl- that's it, Head Planet Earth, to to play with them. Um but it wasn't the same. And then I think it was like two thousand and thirteen they released or they met up for a gig and then they re they released a new album and I was like, This is quite good. Um, so, but then again, last few albums I've not really listened to. Yeah, much. well, a couple of them have found God, aren't they? And released yeah. books about finding God. And mm. you know, when you're like, oh, just the worst. But that's all coming from that 12 <laughs> step program, isn't it? Of what, Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, because they're all methods at one point, weren't they? Well, I exactly, read. Um, yeah. I read about this album, um, it was much more serious. They weren't allowed to like party as much. The producer or whatever was a bit more of a you know, crack down on it. So. Um, yeah, oh, a think, job's worth. Yeah, yeah well, it, yeah. it was because um, obviously, like, they used to have um, I can't remember his name now, a real famous producer who did all the Roadrunner Ross uh, Robinson. Ross Robinson, but then they got Brendan O'Brien, I think it was Brendan O'Brien who produced this one, and he like did a load of Rage Against the Machine albums. He did Pearl Jam's 10, which is like a massive album. So they wanted somebody who was really like serious to Ross Robinson's the, great, yeah, the, but the, yeah, the job of the producer is to sort of lick them into shape as well isn't it as you know as well as obviously making sure they're recording something it's to make sure they're turning up on time they're doing all that they're like looking after a minute well ross robinson is pretty much the opposite of that isn't he? he's kind of like he will do anything to get the best performance like mm. i know with slipknot he um what he was like throwing stuff at them he was like rugby tackling them when they were like recording and stuff 
and it was just like getting so frustrated that there was you know really smashing the shit out of the guitars when yeah, they're playing yeah. them and Corey was really screaming because he was pissed off or whatever um, so I, w- I would assume he'd be doing the same with Korn which wouldn't be very good for their, um, their state of minds no um, as well, you know, is it Dave um, Silveria, the drummer? He sort of had a massive falling out with him, didn't he? I think he was in it for the, for the first sort of six albums, and then he fucked yep. off and started slagging him off. And yeah, and lawsuits and all sorts. A, yeah, he had never had a problem with Head or someone or one of them. He was always like, "Oh, I don't have a problem with him," but yeah, they didn't like him. And then he wanted to get back together and have a reunion. He was putting it on Facebook saying, "Guys, you know, all the fans, you know, you should start, you know, post, posting on the things, trying to get us back together." And then all calm were like. We know we nah. he's gone too far. We're we're never gonna sort of get yeah, back with him. Yeah, mm. that was two thousand seven. That Dave left. Was it? Yeah, and Fieldy's actually left. I'm just looking on Wikipedia now. Uh, Fieldy's no longer the bassist. Right. Well, because I know Fieldy left to better himself last year, and then he had this other band, which he sort of when he reappeared on Instagram and social media, he was talking about this band called Stillwell, which is like a, it's with the drummer actually from POD. And um, they're a bit of a Christian band, I think. But he just seems to be focusing all his energy onto that. But I don't know. I mean, they've got a, another bass player, which was a touring bass player. So whether that's the permanent bass player now, I don't know. They, they had a kid playing bass for a little while. It was um, the bassist from Metallica. It was his son. And he was <laughs> oh, when, really? when he was like 12 or 13, he was like, Playing with corn in like yeah, arena yeah. tours, absolutely yeah, insane. Well. Yeah, that's cool. Well, it's who you know, in it, eh? It's who you know. <laughs> you can barely play bass, by the way. He was just awful, god awful. But everyone was like, oh yeah, he's really good. They just sounds pl- like they throwing Tic Tacs down a corridor. Yeah, they didn't plug him in. They just had someone playing it background. He was just, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, last question: um, How many monthly listeners do you reckon they've got on Spotify? No, I don't think you use Spotify, do you? But everything we do is measured up by Spotify on Is It Dad Rock yet? So. I, I do have Spotify, Martin, because I remember oh, okay. a couple of years ago you told me to get it. So yeah. <laughs> off the back of you telling me that I did. <laughs> I was singing the phrase but, of Spotify. Okay. You I thought you were still yeah. with like, something else, but fair enough. No, yeah, good. No, no. Well done. I'm with the times now, with the I'm times. I'm glad you listened but, to me. <laughs> but yeah, but no. So, How many um, monthly listeners do you reckon they've got? I don't know, because I'm trying to think about other bands. Um, I, 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 I couldn't tell you. I reckon it's probably like three million, maybe some... Monthly listens. Monthly listeners. So monthly listeners, Steve, how has it worked out again? So it's, uh, it updates every day, but it looks back on the past 28 days to see how many people have listened in the past 28 days to at least one song. I think it's like at least 30 seconds of one song. Oh, I'm not sure. Terrible at stuff like that. Um, Did you say three million? Well, I'll go with three million, but I don't really know because I'm not, I'm not been able to compare it with anything. To say. Yeah, I tell million. you what. Let me let me tell you how many Slipknot I've got. Corn and Slipknot are very similar bands, aren't they? Yeah. Sort of. Similar genre. Slipknot have got ten point seven million. What did I say? What did I you, say? You said three million for corn. Oh, uh, right, okay. Um, I don't know about... Not as many as Slipknot then, because I don't know whether they're as... Even though they're still going, I don't think they're as current as Slipknot still are. So I'd, I, I'll go with six million. Very close. 8.25 million. Oh, right. So <laughs> that's it, quite much. a lot, really, to, to, to say they're not necessarily current. I don't think they're necessarily current either but they did do that Stranger Things concert didn't they quite recently yes yeah they did yeah which I was going to watch it and then I didn't so I might check out on YouTube actually after this after this episode well I think as well because they were heavily sort of featured in that you know three part documentary about the Woodstock 99 well I say heavily they were in it so you know when obviously kind of a few months ago but I always wonder like if you see something like that how many people went do you know what I'm going to listen to Corn tomorrow at work. You know, it's really got me in the vibe for it. So, you know, when things happen like that, I bet their numbers go up and down. Um, but I think a lot of their stuff as well, I'm just going to have a quick look and see um, what their top songs are on Spotify. Because sometimes it's like the new stuff even it isn't even on there and it's all just the old stuff on either playlists or, you know, people aren't bothered for the new stuff. It's all the older stuff. So the f- top song is Freakin' Unleashed with 342 million players. Coming Undone, Falling Away From Me, Got The Life, and Twisted Transistor. 
So they're the top five songs, which I don't think any of them are particularly current ones, are they? No. No. Which kind of just, you know, proves the point. People are just not bothered. There's only four of them on the picture as well, like you say, so... I think if like if the band did reform as the original lineup, I think it would be a bit it'd be well hyped, and I think people would get excited for that. But I don't know, maybe they've just you know had it. I think the boat <laughs> boat sailed or whatever the word is on that one. It's, they've had yeah. the heyday. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, you're doing very very well, Sam. I hope someone's keeping track. Okay, so next section, Sam, is the cryptic song names. I will give you a clue, and you have to tell me what song from the album Issues I am referring to. So, first que- <laughs> first one, what? <laughs> from the album Issues I am referring to. Well, it's because I started saying from the album, and I thought, what the fuck is the name of the album? And then I remembered. Uh, We're on. doing Issues, guys, just remember. Okay. It's not follow the leader. It's not follow the leader. <laughs> Dis- fuck it. Question one. Deceased. Uh, that's dead. Well done. Rubbish. Um, tr- uh, trash. Trash, the American word for rubbish. Well done. Yeah. Trash. Hello, father. Oh, hey, daddy. Yeah, hey, daddy. That is... um. He's got a thing about daddies, hasn't he? He has, but it's weird because if you if you if you actually read the like his biography and past, it's not really his dad that he had an issue with. It was his mum, so it's all a bit strange. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it wasn't his dad. It was your dad that he's got a fucking issue with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a lot of issues early on in his with his writing, but I guess his daddy past. just sounds better than mummy, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully his mum didn't bust into the studio and start beating his ass like like David Draymond. So, uh, I mean, fingers crossed. Um, anyway, uh, not clean. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, not clean. Um, oh, dirty. <laughs> Yeah, well done. And last one, plummet at a distance from I. Oh, falling away from me. Very well done. Right, last section, Sam. You're on the home straight. Okay. Lyrics. Hit me. So... I'm going to read a little bit of the lyrics. You have to tell me what the song is. So name the song. So how confident are you feeling, Sam? I'm terrible at lyrics. I write lyrics myself, and I still don't remember them. So I'm not going to remember anyone else's. But I will try my best. I've been listening to these songs since I was like, well, obviously like since 2000. <laughs> <laughs> so I should know. Well, you've really bigged yourself up there, so we're expecting you to know. Shouldn't, 23 years of experience for these songs. You I should know it line by line. Yeah. Okay. Tell me the entire words for Make Me Bad. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Sing Make Me Bad. <laughs> okay, name the song. Hey, I'm feeling tired. My time is gone today. That's falling away from me. Well done. Hey, I'm feeling tired. My time's gone today. So yeah. you do know the lyrics quite well. Maybe. You got yeah, one, right? We'll find out. Um, name the song. I thought it would be fun in games. Instead, it's all the same. Not 100% sure, but I'm gonna go with Make Me Bad on that one. Yeah, well done, Make Me Bad's correct. So that's the singles out of the way. 
Let's see if you've got some real corn knowledge. Yeah. Let's look in your cornhole for some knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say some of the choruses are really obvious, so I doubt it's going to be choruses. But yeah, go for it. Name the song. All I want in life is to be happy, happy. Oh, that's the intro. That's dead. Yeah, well done. Okay, finish the lyric. I'll give you the lyric. I can give you the name of the song if you struggle. So, finish the lyric. Each day more frightening. All of us want to die. No, no, I'm no good at that. (laughs) I can't do that. You'll have to help me, Matt. It's Wake Up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's my least favourite song on the album. So, So, are you passing? I'll pass it over to Steve. I'm passing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the lyrics are The pressure is tightening I don't even want to try Each day more frightening All of us wanna die The pressure's tightening I don't even want to try That was the, that was the second song I heard on the album before the album was released because that was on, I think it was on Rock Sound or something like that, but I never... I, I liked it when that. they did those compilation CDs. <sighs> so did I. Metal Hammer, Kerrang, Rock Sound. I always right. remember that Corrosion album that sort of did the did the rounds with us at, um, when we went to school. It had, like, Less Than J-Con for definite. I can't remember any others, but it definitely had the... Oh, mm. it had Reef as well. That put your hands on or whatever. Our <laughs> PE teacher sung that one. It did. <laughs> <laughs> an image. Um, OK, next one. Finish the lyric. I feel the reason as it's leaving me. No, not again. I don't know. I think, I'm not sure. I think it's somebody, someone, that one, isn't it? I might be even wrong, but I don't know the lyric. I can't, it's I'm, not that I'm song. It's terrible. Ma- it's Make Me Bad, uh, the song. No. Done so well. <laughs> um, I don't know. Are you passing yeah, I'm over? Not, I'm passing. I'm terrible at lyrics. I know, the, I know, yeah, I don't. I'm out. So, yeah, the lyrics are, I feel the reason... As it's leaving me, no, not again. I'm saying that weird. Let me do it. You are saying that really weird. I mean, I can see the comma, and it wasn't there, Steve. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel, I feel the reason. As it's leaving me, no, not again. It's quite deceiving, as I'm feeling the flesh make me bad. Also, just on that, when I wrote them, well, I wrote them lyrics. I didn't write the lyrics. Um, <laughs> when I wrote the lyrics down, um, I didn't realise it says, um, "As I am feeling the flesh make me bad." But the way he sings it, I didn't even realise he said that. But it was almost I thought he was saying someone you know, like make me bad, but it's actually as the flesh makes him feel bad. So but I didn't yeah. get that until I actually read the lyrics, sort of thing. The way he sings yeah. it, it's really weird in that section. Like the, the rhythm yeah. of it. So, finish the lyric. This is the last one, Sam. You'll be pleased to know. So, finish the lyric. Can't somebody help me? Help me, please? No, I'm, I can't. It's from the <laughs> song I'm... Somebody, Someone. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, dear. It's one minute five into the song, if you do know the album that well. That might help you. It's just lyric. Because I just listen. I could probably play like the bass line and the guitar part for you. But I just... I'm terrible at lyrics. So I don't know. I'll pass on that one as well. So it's can't somebody Sorry. help me. All I need is to be loved just for me. Uh, that's it. He proper like bellows it as well, that bit. Yeah. It's actually interesting listening back to that album because I've been listening to it a lot recently and it's probably the reason I don't listen to Corn as much anymore is because back when they were doing the first like four or five albums, he sang in about six different ways in each album. Like he sang so, so many, uh, so many different styles. But now when I listen to a Corn, I tried listening to one of the new ones all the way through. He just sounded the same through the whole album. But in issues, he's got all sorts going on. There's like, there's even like a weird little sort of 1940s, like real high thing he does in one of the songs. And it's just like, it's crazy. Maybe because it was all the yeah. huge amounts of drugs he used to take. No, I think he was actually sober over this one. 
but it, that's when he stopped was after follow the leader um, but everyone else carried on <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot to mention actually earlier we asked a, a question which was uh, what, name the singles we actually missed out somebody someone and oh, that, yeah. last, that last lyric just reminded me but yeah somebody someone was a, was a single as well Yeah, because I remember the video because it was like a fly. It started off with like a fly on the wall, and it was uh, yeah. I don't remember any of these music videos. I was just gonna say, "Make Me Bad" was one, it was one of the most expensive videos ever made when that came out, and it had like big actors and actresses in it. It had it had Bridget Nielsen in it, but I couldn't remember who the other person is. And it was supposed to be like Alien, um, but yeah. And also, a little fact for you: uh, "Falling Away from Me" was directed by Fred Durst. I don't know whether you knew that. Oh, yeah, cool. he still um, did. He, he directed a film with. Uh, if I, can, if, I don't know if he wrote it, but I'm pretty certain he like wrote and directed a film with John Travolta. It did, <laughs> oh, he did, didn't it, he? Yeah, it didn't do very well. Like, but it's got like no. four point two stars on IMDb or something like that. Yeah, but the other thing I was reading as well was he directed it, but he did have a cameo in it. But later on, about I don't know five or six years down the line, Jonathan Davis got rid of him. <laughs> so I don't well, know why. I thought it was all in the family, <laughs> but clearly not. <laughs> yeah, no, clearly not. <laughs> I wonder how he feels about that song as well. You know, there's that song, I think it's on Corn, it's all in the family. And I think, was it, um, I can't remember if it was Fred Durst or it was Jonathan Davis. I think it was Jonathan, it was Jonathan Davis, Davis wanted it saying, like, literally, if I could go back, I would not record that song. It is not a good song. It's awful. No. I wonder how yeah. Fred Durst feels about it as well. I, probably the same. Probably the same, yeah. So that, but, film, with, that film with John Travolta, it's called uh, The Fanatic. Uh, it was released in 2019. It's got 4.1 stars on IMDb. So give it, a, give, give it a watch. <laughs> it sounds awful. Um, okay, so you'll probably be pleased to know that is the end of the lyric round. We've, we've ended on a low. <laughs> we've uh, plummeted. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, doing guys. So well. sorry. It's funny as well because I listen to all your podcasts and I'm just like, wow, you guys know so, like the lyrics so well. And I'm just, I've always been bad at lyrics, so... No. It's because it's called editing, Sam. We don't know anything. Sam, yeah, uh, yeah. So he just redoes it while I read the lyrics from the album sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> it's the illusion of the podcast. You, you can't tell. No, it's it's all we don't we don't fake oh, anything. Con issues from the year nineteen ninety nine. It was an obvious choice for our thirty first episode, wouldn't you say, Steve? Yeah, definitely. And thanks for choosing it, Sam. Have you had a good time? I have enjoyed it thoroughly. It's been brilliant. That's good to hear. Uh, for anyone else who's enjoyed our episode, let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and we've got an email address as well. That is isitdadrocket at gmail.com. Hey.